How Are We Living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today to preview week 14 of the NFL season. Tonight's matchup is going to be a good one. But first, before we get into anything else, I'm tired of starting the episode by talking for a minute or two. So, Justin Trees, how are you? How are you living, my man? Living great. Living the best life. So, uh, dude, I'm starting to get ready for Christmas, man. I'm starting to get into that mood of like, you know, it's December uh, here in Utah. It is actually looks like it's going to snow up in northern Utah for the next nine days straight starting on Friday. So uh, smokes. we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm getting ready for it. Uh, it's my kids like. Technically, it's his second, bir- uh, second birthday. I mean, his birthday is in January, but second Christmas. But, like, this is, like, his first Christmas knowing, like, what's going on, and I'm super excited. Uh, I got him. I told you already, and nobody else cares, but guess what? It's my podcast, so I'm going to say what oh, I yeah. want to say. Uh, I got him one of those giant cars that he can control and drive, but if I want to, like, remove that capability and then it's a remote control control car so like when we're on walks like i can control it um we got one of those we're getting a trampoline and yeah actually this is a funny thing awesome oh what's it called yeah what's it called so in utah we just call it a tramp and yes i understand that can be another word for something else but she's a nice lady she's a nice lady she's great but yeah, we just call it a tramp. And when I was talking to Austin about this a few weeks ago, he was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> so actually, I want to know, people, like, is tramp weird? Like, does everybody call it the full word trampoline? Like, sometimes we do, but, like, we also just abbreviate it. Also, Utah's super weird, and we try to abbreviate everything because we just don't want to talk that much, I, th- I think. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like, hey, man, just pass by on the mountains. Going to jump on a tramp. See you later. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good for him. I guess he's living a good life. Uh, jumping on all the tramps. But, like, within that, that sounds like a good Christmas. Like, sounds like a great time. The fact that it's about to snow that much for you guys, it's 66 degrees where, I, where I'm at today here in Joplin, Missouri. It's supposed to be 70 degrees tomorrow. We're having our radio Christmas party. 70 degrees. I have to re-coordinate everything I'm going to wear because I'm going to be sweating at the party because it's got to be socially distanced. But, like, I don't want to be socially distanced standing away from people, and I can't use the excuse, like, man, it's really hot in here because we're all clumped up together. It's going to be – it's 70 degrees. I'm still sweating my ass off. Now everyone's going to want to stay even further away from me because I'm going to be the dude standing probably next to Mello sweating. So got to get that figured out. I don't know what I'm going to do wardrobe-wise. Probably have a mental breakdown. But, you know, it is what it is. Weather, though crazy especially here middle of december 70 degrees it's nut it's knocking futs but week 14 trees were recorded an episode yesterday we come on today and it was just a technological just meltdown on my end i mean apple makes these things called airpods you think they would just automatically connect to their devices which is also apple apparently that is a very difficult thing uh, for them to do so we are an hour later starting into our evening but lo and behold here we are ready to go do we have tree civet do we have anything else that you want to talk about we don't have the uh improv conversation today it's like let's get into these games let's break them down because we don't have any more bye weeks we get a full slate of games every team is playing from here on out we got teams battling for playoff spots of course we're going to do the player prop bets as well but Man, it's going to be an exciting week of football. 
Oh, super excited about it. So I say we just get get right into it. Let's do this. Freaking do it, dude. Uh, first game that we have on the rundown, the New England Patriots are traveling to Los Angeles to face the Rams, where the Rams are favored by five. The New England Patriots just had themselves one hell of a, perform- of a performance, excuse me, as they just blanked the Los Angeles Chargers. Now they get a chance at the other team in Los Angeles with the Rams. The Rams being favored by five, I think they're rolling. Their offense is one of those teams this year that, you know, has a new wrinkle or a different look or play style every single week. And I think it's going to be hard for the Patriots to kind of, you know, get on with that and figure out how to slow it down because we've seen the run game become more productive uh, this year for the Rams. I think the Rams do win this game by five. I just think that cross-country trip, I've been mentioning it so much this year, uh, is going to be a thing that hurts the Patriots, especially after their battle with the Chargers. I'm taking the I'm taking the Rams here. You're taking the Rams to be okay, – okay, so you're taking them to cover by five. I, I can't disagree with that. Um, one thing for me, though, is the Patriots are – Kind of quietly on a run right now. Four and one in their last five. Uh, you mentioned blanking the Chargers. And then they beat the Cardinals the week before that. They had a tough loss against the Texans. But then they beat the Ravens. And then they beat the Jets. And then right before that was the tough loss against the Bills where Cam Newton fumbled it. Where they were driving. Had a very good chance of winning that. Bill Belichick is just such a good coach. <laughs> like nobody's talking about them, and like watch them sneak into the seven seed in the in the AFC. Like that's I mean, just, I wouldn't. They would be the ones to figure it out. I mean, they, they really would. would. They would. <sighs> With that, I I really do actually want to take the Patriots, but I just like I've said it a thousand times. I like what the Rams are doing. Um, I like their team. I think that shit. This one's tough. I'm gonna take the Rams as well. But this is 100% the game that Thursday night when we're going to bed, I could be like, man, I should have just trusted my gut and gone with the Patriots. Yep. I mean, you're going to hate to see if that's what happens to you because it's what you probably should have done. Next, the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, who is, I don't even know if we should say quietly or just unrecognizably, uh, having a fantastic season. Um, I shouldn't say unrecognizably. He's just not getting the recognition for it um, is what we'd normally see if they were winning, of course. But they are on their way to Chicago to face the Bears. Houston's only favored by a point and a half. It makes sense, but I just don't think, like, looking at this Bears offense, if they're going to be able to do anything to, I say that, and they put up 30 points last week against the freaking Lions. Son of a bitch. I'm taking the Texans. I can't roll with this because this is one of those games that's iffy. Like, if the Bears' defense is clicking and they're getting pressure on Deshaun Watson, maybe they force some turnovers. If the offense is playing poorly and they're not rolling and, you know, David Montgomery wants to dance behind the line of scrimmage and they're not force-feeding the ball to Allen Robinson like we talked about yesterday on the episode, Trees, this Bears' defense or this Bears' team is just going to have a, a poor outlook and a, pow- a poor, excuse me, performance here. With the Texans that are coming in town. But yeah, my gut's telling me Texans, and I'm going to roll with it. Uh, I'm opposite. I'm actually going to take the Bears in this one. I think that the Bears find a way to pull this out. I think that the Bears were actually playing well last week, and they just fell apart in the final three minutes. You know, like that's what it came down to. And I think that they'll find a way to be more secure with the ball and um, take care of that. And I just 
I still have a hard time trusting this Texans offense as good as Deshaun Watson is. Man, they're just missing all these weapons. And I know that, like, David Johnson's back and stuff. But, I mean, like, when you don't have all these weapons that he's used to, it's going. It, eventually, it's going to take its toll on Deshaun Watson. And you could see it after the game last week where he was just on the sideline just— it felt like he was broken. Like he was just like mm-hmm. shit. Like I, I'm not used to this struggle and stuff. So, um, I think that Khalil Mack, I could see this being a big Khalil Mack game. Like finally we have that game from him that it's like I feel like the last couple of years like that's what it's been. It's just been like one or two games where he shows up with like three and a half sacks, four sacks, and it's and I kind of feel like that's what this game's going to be. Uh, Watson is so good at breaking tackles and getting out of situations. I think Mac is one of those guys. He's just not going to be able to. So uh, I will take the Bears with the upset here. Damn. Uh, You pretty much talked me into that, but I've already picked the Texans, so we're going to keep it that way. Our next game, the Dallas Cowboys are traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Dallas is favored by four on the road. And the way they played last night, it's hard to pick them. Like, I really think the, the Bengals cover, but Dallas wins. I mean, Zeke's a little banged up. Uh, He's questionable right now as well. I am going to end up picking the Cowboys, though, just due to the fact that this offense, it still has talent everywhere in in Pollard. Like, he's not that bad. You know what I mean? He's a pretty good second-string running back. If he was on another team, he's probably the starter. This Bengals defense just doesn't have anything to show for itself, and their offensive line is bad, so maybe this Cowboys defensive line shows up. We really haven't seen anything from Demarcus Robinson this season either. And Trace, I don't know if you have any other thoughts you want to add to that, but like this, not Demarcus Robinson, excuse me, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, I'm pissed at Demarcus Robinson. That's how tired I am. I just any way I can complain about him, I'm going to. Thank you for the look, though. Catch me on that. Demarcus Lawrence hasn't really been anywhere this year. We haven't seen like a huge performance. He got paid. He had one season with 10 sacks, one season with 14 sacks, and then since then it's been five or six, like a year, and he's at three this year, I believe, three or four. It's just we're not seeing anything productive come from this Dallas Cowboys defense, so you almost have to wonder if the Bengals are rolling and things are clicking with their receiving weapons as well. Do they beat the Cowboys? Looking at quarterback situation, that's the difference, especially with Andy Dalton finally getting to go back to Cincinnati and face his team. That's the difference this week for the Cowboys as they win. Yeah. So bringing up Lawrence, yeah, he had five sacks last year. He's got four and a half this year. So he's actually on pace to have a better year. But yeah, 2017, 15, 2018, he had 10 and a half, and that's when he got paid. So uh, for me, no Jonah Williams for the mm-hmm. Bengals. He went out for the season, and Higgins is actually questionable. He hurt his hamstring late in the game last week. Um, I still think he plays because he practiced on Wednesday on a limited basis, and that's usually a good sign. But maybe not. Maybe they just say, "One, well, you know what? Like you're having a fantastic rookie year. Let's not force it, and maybe we just sit him for a week." Like that's like that. We're at that time of year where teams that are losing will do that to players. Just like why? Why rush it? Why force things? Um, especially when right now they are the number three overall pick and a win could drop them dramatically into the wrong direction. So with all that being said, that is why I'm taking the Cowboys. I actually loved watching the way that Zeke was running last night. He was playing great. Um, 
I think the offense is starting to pick up. Michael Gallup starting to get involved with the offense again, and that and it's weird because that's when this offense is at its best is when Gallup is getting involved. Uh, and it, that's not me saying he is the best receiver on this team. It is Amari Cooper. He is the best route runner. He's the best wide receiver overall. Uh, but sometimes it's just teams just do better when that secondary wide receiver is just a more vocal point like it just happened so i'm actually going to take the cowboys as well at to covering it for perfect our next matchup the tennessee titans are going to face Teresa's lovely jacksonville jaguars the titans are favored by seven and a half on the road i'm taking the titans to win this game i'm sorry Teresa. i know jacksonville's been playing everyone close the titans just got in just flat out in Bears last week against the Browns. They're coming for redemption. Derrick Henry was completely shut down. AJ, or excuse me, AJ Brown goes down with an injury. You never want to see that. Do you happen to have an update on that, by the way? Uh, I haven't personally seen anything uh, with his injury report, and you somehow are on the top of every single injury in the league. So I don't know how you do it. I want to ask you off air or off the recording, I should say, to figure out how you do it. Um, but within that for the Titans, like I just think it's one of those things where so much went wrong last week that they need to find a way to get back on track to show who they are and to prove to everyone like, hey, just because that happened last week, that was, you know, that was just an off day. Like, we're still contenders. And I said, uh, I believe on this podcast last week, or I said somewhere I know whether I wrote it or freaking on radio, like I wouldn't be surprised to see the Tennessee Titans back in the AFC Championship game. Like, when things are clicking for them, they are rolling, and this defense is good, and they're fast, and they're strong, and they're experienced, and it's just, you look at the Titans, and everyone seems to overlook them, but, like, at the same time, we have to find a way to start respecting them, because I don't feel like they are respected. I feel like they're that team that's just kind of there, and when people face them, it's like, nah, eh, we're probably going to win this game, and then they just end up winning, or and they just keep getting better, and they just keep figuring things out. Maybe that's just my mentality, or... You know, the way I look at them being a Chiefs fan, but like in me saying this, like they've beaten the Chiefs several times in the regular season. The Chiefs beating them in the AFC Championship game was a big deal aside from just going to the Super Bowl. It was that they finally got that hump off their back or whatever you want to call it. And just the bug off their back, excuse me, the fucking hump. Ha! And they and they beat the Titans. They were finally able to do it in the postseason. So Within the Titans and their performance, I just think they get back on track, and Jacksonville's just not going to have any answer to stop them. Yeah, all those are fair points, and I actually kind of think that the Titans blow them out as well. But with that being said, every time I think that the Jags are going to get blown out, they actually have a close game. So I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover the 7.5. Uh, when it's all said and done, I think they lose by 7. So that's where we're what at. What a and, homer pick. And, yep. Um, and, I mean, I think I've gained a lot of points. At least my three-game lead is just because I've taken the Jags and you haven't. So um, to my advantage there. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, because if you didn't know that I have a three-game lead on you right now. Uh, but going back to A.J. Brown, uh, he did not practice on Wednesday. So we will see if uh, if they end up forcing him into um, game, game play or anything. So – um, we'll see. Um, again, I kind of can, I could see them dominating this game, to be honest, the Titans, but they played them tough last time in week two. Uh, they had a chance going down, just couldn't get it done. Um, hopefully they use some of what the Browns were doing and try to game plan something good. So yeah, again, taking the Jags, uh, James Robinson, RB one. 
should be uh, considered for rookie of the year. There it is. Jaguars fans coming out more and more. The Kansas City Chiefs, speaking of being a fan, uh, go to Miami to face the Dolphins. Last time the Chiefs were in Miami, uh, they picked up a pretty big win, their first Super Bowl in 50 years. A fun fact about this game, Travis Kelsey's first touchdown reception was actually in Miami against the Dolphins. Uh, is returning as the first tight end to reach 1,000, or excuse me, five consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Um, he's now getting to go to Miami, where he did catch a touchdown on the Super Bowl as well. Travis Kelsey just apparently plays very, very well when he is in South Beach, and I expect him to do the same thing here as the Dolphins. Um, defense has been good, and in saying this, the Chiefs' offense kind of had a little bit of a down week last week, and the defense has been getting better as time goes on. And when I look at this Miami Dolphins defense, that is the, the concerning point because they've played so well this year. Uh, it's the concerning point as being a Chiefs fan uh, or for this Chiefs offense as well. Like if they're not getting anything rolling and this team's able to get pressure and get to Mahomes, they might force them into mistakes. And that's what you don't want to see because that's what the Dolphins have been so good at this year and why they've won a huge majority of their games. It is because of the defense forcing turnovers and then taking advantage of them and scoring off of it or putting their offense in good field position to score immediately on short drives or their special teams. I mean, they've scored a ton of points. I mean, I say a ton. I don't know the exact number, but they've been scoring points off kickoffs and punt returns. Dolphins are a pretty complete team, so this isn't just going to be a cakewalk for the Chiefs uh, playing the AFC East this year. Um, the Miami's been tough. They pretty they excuse me they went three and one against the NFC West. It's going to be a good game. I'm actually going to take the Dolphins to cover, but the Chiefs to win. I think this is going to be another close game for the Chiefs. Gosh dang it! I hate you. I literally was going to take the Dolphins as well. I don't hate you. Uh, the bigger question is: Does Xavier Howard make it five games in a row with a pick? So he yeah. went earlier this year. He went four games in a row. Then he went two without any, and now he's at four in a row again. And I'll say it. I think he gets another pick. I think he take. I think he picks off Mahomes at least once this this game. But now that you took the Dolphins, I'll take the Chiefs. Ooh, um, look at I, that. And you, here, let's let's stick with that Xavier Howard interception. I don't think it's going to be like a fault on Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be like a dropped pass or a ball that goes through receiver's hands and Howard's just sitting there like, "Thank you. See you later." Uh, I will say that it is um, a crossing route and he overthrows the receiver. Damn, that's really specific specific and scary. <laughs> so but I respect it. <laughs> this is what we'll do. This is what we're going to say. All right. It is – he's throwing it to Sammy Watkins, who's doing a crossing route that's probably like 15 to 20 yards deep. Yeah. And Tyreek is doing a fly on the other side. And Zayvon Howard turns around right as it's being thrown, and it overthrows Watkins. Maybe Watkins doesn't even – but it could be – you're right. Maybe Watkins isn't looking for the ball at that point, and that's when it gets overthrown. Maybe. I don't know, but that's what I'm going to guess. There We're we on to something. That is for <laughs> sure. Uh, are you ready for the next game? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Arizona Cardinals are traveling to New York to face the Giants. Arizona's favored by two and a half. Uh, a freaking tale of two stories here. Arizona Cardinals at one point leading, leading the NFC West. Since then, they have just been losing games left and right. They now sit at 6-6. Six and six. And then you look at the Giants, who at one point, I believe, were in last place in the NFC East. They are now in second place, if not leading it. 
they're pretty much tied for first with Washington football team. But, I mean, they're up there. And this is a team that I've been telling you guys about for six or seven weeks. Like, hey, look out. They are playing well. This defense is getting better. Daniel Jones is taking care of the ball. They're finding a way to get the ball to their weapons, and the running game is starting to pick it up. Since they fired their offensive line coach, the the offensive line hasn't been that bad. It's actually kind of improved. So when you look at this Giants team, they're a team that's getting better, and the Cardinals are starting to be figured out. So this is a game where Arizona's favored by two and a half on the road against the Giants. I ain't buying it. I'm taking the Giants to cover, if not win this game. I actually thought it was really interesting that the Giants were not favored in this game with them winning um, so often lately. Especially beating Seattle at home. Like maybe the question mark is just, is Daniel Jones going to play? But like even last week, like Colt McCoy held his own and beat the Seahawks. Yeah, totally. Uh, I really want to take the Giants as well. It's, it's hard to not, Um, man. This one's tough, though. Like, I wish it was opposite. I wish it was the Giants. Uh, and two and a half is such a small number. You want to know what? I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'm going to think that they get back on track somehow. Because um, even though the Giants are winning, um, there's a lot of close games. Like, that, they're winning close games, and I'm going to just say that, uh, you know, Hopkins and Murray find a way to win that close game. So, I don't feel good about. I honestly, I feel good. I feel better about your picks this week than I feel about mine this week, which is scary. <laughs> and we've only agreed on two games this week. Uh, again, there's not a bye week this uh, this week. Every team is playing. The buys are over with. Uh, the last week was Tampa Bay and the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers were the only team on bye. So we're rolling into this week. Speaking of the Buccaneers, they have the visiting Minnesota Vikings coming into town. Tampa's still favored by six and a half. Coming off a bye and the way that they lost to the Chiefs, I'm taking the Buccaneers to win this game. Like I'm expecting them to cover. With the Vikings, though, it is questionable. Like, can they look at this defense and be like, yep, we're gonna take advantage of what they of what the Chiefs, Mahomes, and Hill did, and we're gonna try and reciprocate that with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Now, we all know there's a huge difference and spread on those quarterbacks and receivers, but at the same time, Justin Jefferson has played very well this season. Like, he has been good. And if Dalvin Cook is rolling, that might be the difference for this this Minnesota Vikings team and this Buccaneers defense as well. But I'm expecting Tom Brady to come out firing and tearing apart this defense. Hopefully they've kind of figured out their offense and it's not as many deep shots and it's more of just kind of taking the ball down the field slowly. I'm taking the Buccaneers to win. I also am taking the Bucs to win this game. Um, and... For me, it's not actually the reasons that you just gave. So, yeah, th- those are all fair reasons. And you got to think that the Bucks will never do what they did against Tyreek again. They will never put Davis in just one-on-one and just be like, it's you versus this guy. I think they now know, okay, that is a recipe for disaster. It will never work, so we're not going to do that. So I think they will go back more into that zone scheme. But for me, it is the Vikings are coming off of a pl- of an overtime game. And I think they're going to be tired. They played like 92 offensive snaps. <laughs> like Holy that's shit. Cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, so, um, and Dalvin Cook had almost 40 touches. He had 38 touches. They, like, 
eventually it's going to wear down. Eventually it's going to slow him down, right? And, I mean, he was getting hit pretty hard by Shelbert and Miles Jack, especially that first half they were trying to set the tone there. So it wasn't like he was getting shoelace tackles the entire time. Um, And for me, I just think that 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 offense and defense is just going to be tired. And like you said, Bucks coming off of a vibe, well-rested. They know they have to get some wins to make sure to secure a playoff spot. So taking the Bucks there. Yep, absolutely. And now the Denver Broncos are traveling to the Panthers, another team that was on by last week. The Broncos talk about like a close game with the Kansas City Chiefs, just weren't able to get it done. Offense kind of stalled out at one point, but the running game with Melvin Gordon was productive and it was working for them. And Drew Locke did have some throws to his receivers um, where it looked like the receivers not necessarily gave up on the route, but maybe just didn't keep going or didn't think the ball was going to be going to them, and it put Drew Locke in a bad situation. So within this game, you look at the Panthers. I don't think Christian McCaffrey's back this week, but I know he is close. He is back this week. Um, yeah, so he they think he's going to be back, but he also hurt his thigh yesterday now So um, at practice. So now it's kind of two injuries that they have to deal with, but they are still optimistic that he does play this week. So that does make a difference, uh, especially with his performance and, and Curtis Samuel being in the mix too. The Panthers are favored by three and a half. My thing is though, the way that Broncos defense played last week against the Chiefs, I think they just find a way to keep building upon that. I'm take I'm going to take the Broncos, dude. Like I, I really am. I think Drew Locke wants a, another game or another week to show like, hey, like, I'm improving, I'm getting better, and I'm the guy. Let's keep this train rolling. For me, the biggest thing is the Panthers' COVID outbreak. So they had eight players on Monday go on the COVID list, which included Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. So that's that makes me nervous. Um, I believe, actually, Dave, DJ Moore, I can't remember. Actually, I'm not going to say that because I don't know for a fact. I know that Curtis Samuel is just close contact, so they think that he's still going to be able to play. He's passed the first two days. You have to pass like three or four days in a row. So, uh, But DJ Moore, I haven't heard an update on him yet. For me, though, the Broncos, their defense played very, very well against your Chiefs, obviously. But one of the players that kind of led that charge which was A.J. Boye. Uh, the cornerback. He had a very, very good game, and he just got suspended for six games. So um, I'm actually going to take the Panthers to win this game, um, and I'm just going to hope that guys like Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore play. Well, there we go. So another disagreeance. We've only had three agreements or agreements, I should say, on picks. Our next one is the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. Indianapolis favored is favored by three on the road, and I'm going to take them. This Raiders team, they almost lost to the New York Jets, the New Jersey Jets, a team that doesn't even play in New York. The Colts, hey, I've been telling you guys, this is a team to keep an eye on. Their defense is fast. They got young talent. They swarm to the ball. This offensive line is good. Phillip Rivers is healthy. The receivers are present. They're making plays. Jonathan Taylor, Treese mentioned it yesterday. It's like, hey, you give them the freaking ball. Look what happens. Pretty good things. Taking the Colts. I thought you literally just said you were taking the Raiders. No, I said I was taking the Colts. I thought you said I'm going to take – 
Oh, yeah, you did say that. Sorry, you said you were going to take them on the road. And sorry, it's the Colts on the road. My bad. Um, I also am taking the Colts. I think that, honestly, I think the Raiders just, I think they're an average team right now. Uh, we still don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to be playing this game, and I just don't think this this offense can run when he's not in. And I mean, I don't mean actually physically running the ball. Well, I do mean that, but I mean just like, do anything like they are just not a good offense without him like everything revolves around him and they rely on teams having an extra man in the box and letting Derek Carr have one less guy to have to worry about when he throwing the ball so I'm also going to take the Colts there uh big another big JT game hopefully yep uh, our next game the New York Jets New Jersey Jets are traveling to Seattle to face the Seahawks Seahawks are favored by 13 and a half Jamal Adams gets a shot here at his old team. The Jets suck. The Seahawks just had a disappointing loss to the New Jersey Giants, New York Giants. It's one of those things. They're not going to let that happen again. They are going to destroy the New York, New Jersey Jets right here. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, let's just keep this one short and sweet. Yeah, Seahawks dominate this game. Uh, if you made the fantasy playoffs and you have a guy like uh, Lockett or dk like you're in you're just sitting pretty because both of those guys are going to go off this week for sure and one thing with the seahawks is they're finally getting their running backs healthy at the end of the year instead of like losing them that might be the difference for them this season going into the playoffs where you're not having to ask marshawn lynch to come out of retirement and play running back for you uh you know two weeks coming back into the playoffs next game the green bay packers traveling to detroit to face the lions Green Bay is favored by seven and a half, and I am taking it. I know the Lions picked up a redemption win after the firing of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. That train is going to halt right here uh, at home. The Packers are coming in. They're going to take care of business. I just expect them to keep things rolling and moving because they, you know, they want redemption on what happened last year. That was a disappointing performance in the NFC Championship game. You were closer to getting there. Aaron Rodgers just hit that 400 touchdown. Let's add probably another four or five to those today. Or on Sunday, excuse me. Yeah. um, I think the Packers dominate this game. I think that they get pressure on Stafford with their defensive ends. Uh, Rashad and Gary, I I think I've mentioned him a few times Mm -hmm. on this podcast, and he's he's starting to really pick it up. I really like to I like what I see from him. Uh, Jair Alexander just playing lights out. It's so fun to watch him play. Um, And then for the Packers, literally nobody can stop Devontae Adams. Um, Nobody's talking about it, but I think he's the best wide receiver in football right now. I think he is fantastic. Like, I think what he does is awesome. Like, he is the only true wide receiver weapon on that team. Like, MVS, I've been saying it all year. MVS sucks. He is not mm-hmm. good. Uh, Lazard, very good. Uh, Just he's, injured. Uh, but injured. But he's back, and he's playing. Yeah. He's been he's been playing pretty well. Like, he, he's a good wide receiver. Like, I think you would want him to be your wide receiver three. Like, that's what you'd want from him. And, he's, and he has to be the wide receiver two there. Um, just – and then – Aaron Jones, look out. He's they've kind of they have done something very smart, I think, of not using him too much throughout the season. And they're going to start picking it up right now for the playoffs. Like if you if you've noticed in the red zone, they've given him like two carries inside the five yard line the last like six or seven games. Like they're just like they just keep passing it because teams just keep biting on that play action because he had like 19 touchdowns last week or last Mm -hmm. year. (laughs) Once the, that would be amazing. <laughs> I, hell yeah. Fantasy for the win. Um, 
but no, I think that I think that he's going to start breaking out, and maybe that's me hoping as well because I have him in fantasy. But I think that he, I just think that he's ready to break out. He had his longest run of his career last week against the Eagles for a touchdown. I think it just continues. So Packers for me. Um, moving on, we have the Saints at the Eagles. Uh, we talked about this game a lot last night, so I, I'm not going to dive too much into it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I don't think he is very good. I don't. I think that the Saints' defense is playing fantastic. I think they eat him alive. I think that, sure, he he may end up with like 60 or 70 rushing yards because that's all he's going to be able to do. He's going to have multiple picks in this game, in this game and probably multiple fumbles as well. Would not be surprised. I think this is a complete beatdown by the Saints. I completely agree. Um, I just don't think it's going to be one of those situations where the Eagles can ask Jalen Hurts to come in and he's just some magical savior that's like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and fix what Carson Wentz can't do uh, and make all these throws and, you know, get the ball out of my hand quickly and, you know, take care of it as well. I just, it's a recipe for disaster. New Orleans is going to have one hell of a trip to Philadelphia. Just get in, take care of business, and head back home. Next matchup, the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. I'm actually stunned to see that. I'm taking the Chargers to win. I know they just got blown out last week. They got zeroed. I don't get what happened. I don't understand. But, like, this might be one of those games where it's a good matchup between two mediocre teams. But, honestly, like, just looking at this and where the teams are, I'm more comfortable with the Chargers than I am the Falcons, even though the Chargers have just Stonk lately. I'm taking them. Yeah, this one's also tough. Um, I also am going to take the Chargers as well, though. Um, and it's strictly, I mean, we talked about this game a lot during the preseason of this game of like how I thought the Chargers just actually matched up very well with the Falcons, um, just the way they, they play offense. So uh, I'm going to take the Chargers as well there. I do think that this is a very fun and entertaining game. Uh, this may be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Oh, wow. Bow, bow, bow. Really thinks so? like explain that a little more so Riley can clip this shit. <laughs> um, I think that the I think that the way the Falcons are going to take advantage of this is this defense is they're going to do a lot of short crossing routes with Ridley and with Julio. And so I think that that's going to gain a lot of yards, which is going to obviously move into points. And then I think that the Falcons DBs and linebackers, for that matter, struggle. And I think that this is a huge Austin Eckler game because if you've watched the linebacker play for the Falcons besides uh, Deion Jones, like, they are garbage. They are so bad. And I think that they're going to find a way offensively to take advantage of that. And how you're going to do that is be by putting Keenan Allen in the slot even more than you already do. And then you're going to be using Austin Eckler even more in the passing game. Yeah, I think that's a very solid point. Let's head into our next matchup. The Washington football team making that cross-country trip to not San Francisco, but Arizona as the 49ers are playing there. Uh, the 49ers are favored by three. Here's the thing. This Washington football team has been picking it up. The 49ers offense has still been finding ways to move the ball down the field. They did just lose, but within this, I don't know why I'm saying, but I'm going to take Washington. I am. I think they find a way to win this game. That defense, that defensive line is so freaking good. I think they're smart enough to stay at home for those end arounds with the 
with the uh, with what the 49ers do. Excuse me, with Brandon Ayuk and DJ. Uh, oh my God, Debo Samuel. I'm all over the place with this game. Excuse me, shit. The end of rounds with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. I think this Washington defensive line is just too good, and I think they're going to force Mullins into some some mistakes. It's just something he's been kind of known for since he's took over for the role. But that's the difference. If he doesn't turn the ball over, this offense moves and they score. But I'm not trusting him to do that against this defensive line. They're too good. I'm taking Washington to win this bad boy. I hate that the Niners are favored in this game. It makes the pick that much harder. Uh, (laughs) This one's so tough because I I just want to trust Shanahan so badly. I just want to trust that he's going to look at what they've done against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving and then what they did on the Steelers and go, okay, here's the weakness. Let's go. Like, I just – but I think you're right on the the end arounds and even the play action rollouts that they like to do. Like, I think those DNs stay around and it's going to be Sweat and it's going to be Chase Young. Yep. All right. Taking Washington. Simple as that. All right, cool. Moving on. Speaking of the Steelers, they are now playing, and they are playing the Buffalo Bills, and they and the Bills are actually two and a half point favorites, which was a little surprising to me. Um, I do know the Bills had a great Monday night game against the Bill or Forty Niners. Yes, against the Forty Niners. Now who's struggling? Um, <laughs> and obviously the Steelers lost, but I'm also. I want to kind of put like the Steelers like just out of their element and out of their game of like everything that still happened the week before of like all the stuff that had to go on with the the Ravens game. I I really want to put some stock into that. I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game. I think this is a very, very close game and I'm super excited. This is the Sunday night game because it's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, so all in for this game, but I think the Steelers find a way to pressure Josh Allen and force him into mistakes. Ooh, love that you said that because Josh Allen has been playing so freaking good lately. And I know he just played San Francisco. So maybe you kind of look at it and it's like, eh, well, you know, there's not much pressure to give. It doesn't matter. The dude's been putting the ball on the money and he's been playing well. The Steelers defense is a real opportunity for him to show, hey, I'm the real deal. I am the guy. I am going to be a difference in the league, and I can continue to play at this level. Just like I mentioned last week, and we both discussed with the the Cleveland Browns. Like, hey, can you beat the Tennessee Titans or Baltimore Ravens coming up? This is your opportunity to show it. This is Josh Allen's opportunity to show that he can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and hand them back-to-back losses. I'm actually going to take Buffalo to win this. They are at home, and that defense has been good. That secondary, Tredavious White, Michael Hyde, like – these two uh, Edmonds as well, like all three of them guys have been making huge impacts on the defensive side. And you look at the Steelers. Yes, their defense is good as well with Mika Fitzpatrick, Avery Williamson and TJ Watt. But still, Josh Allen is finding ways to spread the ball around and make things work. The only question or concern with the Pittsburgh Steelers offense against his defense is, are their receivers going to decide to catch the ball this week? Because that's something they've been struggling with a lot lately, to be frank with you. But still, I don't think it matters that much. I'm taking the Bills to win this, and Josh Allen has a monster game. Okay, cool. Well, that's going to be fun to watch because you and I are, I think, on off. I still think that Allen has a good game. I just think that they force him into a turnover or two. Uh, I also think it's a huge thing having James Conner back. Uh, I 
I went off on a tangent week one <laughs> on this, but James Conner is the perfect fit for this Steelers offense, and having him back is huge. Um, Ravens at Browns, the Monday night game. Ravens, one-point favorite. Man, they looked super good last night, uh, running four running backs, making sure J.K. Dobbins gets his touches. He was actually second on the, the out of the running backs and carries. Gus Edwards actually had more, but I think that that's just them in the fourth quarter just trying to do more of a ground and pound type stuff. And, man, I love J.K. Dobbins. Uh, nice to see uh, Brown get involved. And all this without having either of their tight ends. Obviously, it boils out for the year, but not having Mark Andrews, was, I think, is a big deal. And look what, look what happened. They still had success there, and I, I've been saying it. Cowboys are trash. I can't put too much stock into it, but uh, it was also still nice to see them like as bad as you can be. Like they still had three, just under 300 rushing yards. Like that is impressive. Like these are still NFL players and uh, I'll keep going with it until the, until the Browns beat the Ravens. I can't pick against them. I mean, Ravens kicked the shit out of him both times last year. And then this year also kicked the shit out of him. I know the Browns are playing much, much better. They proved me wrong against the Titans last week. I hope they do. I hope they continue to improve. Cause I really do actually want to see a team make like for fan bases. They need to make the playoffs. Like as a Jags fan, I understand mm-hmm. like how, how it sucks to go super long time without playoff runs. Like, I want those fan bases to be happy about a playoff run, but I still think they make the playoffs even with this loss. So uh, Ravens to cover their one point spread. Absolutely. And I'm actually going to take the Browns. I think this is going to be one of those games where it comes down to ball control. And I just think the Browns have too much in the running game. I know that's crazy to say compared to the Ravens, but I feel like with that Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, one-two punch, and then you know you get Higgins and Landry and Austin Hooper and everyone in the mix on this offense, things get rolling very, very well for the Browns' offense. Like it just it does, and I hopefully we can see Baker Mayfield continue to take advantage um, of some of the weaknesses that we see within the Ravens' defense because like even Andy Dalton the other night was able to get the ball out at times and you know into the hands of his receivers and they find holes. And you just got to rely on Baker Mayfield and not make mistakes and, you know, not necessarily play to the same level he did last week because, I mean, that's going to be a hard thing to ask of him, especially since it's our first time seeing it and he's this far into his career in the NFL. Just find a way to continue to build off of it and just continue to take care of the football and make tough throws against the Ravens. And then when you get to a point, if you can take the lead, you can sit there and leave the Ravens in a situation where they're looking at Lamar Jackson like, hey, we need you to play similar to this, take care of the ball, throw it down the field, lead us to victory yes he had some good throws last night or excuse me the other night against the Cowboys but I just still it's one of those things that I wonder like are we going to be able to see that time and time again with him because that throw on the left side of the field to uh Hollywood Brown was nice but it's kind of the knock that I've had on him with everything is the direction of the field that he throws to is the same direction of the field that he's already on if he's on the right side he's throwing to the right side if he's in the middle He's throwing to the middle or short edge. If he's on the left side of the field, he's throwing to the left. He is very much a directional type of thrower. Browns can pick up on that. Now, their defense isn't that good, but their defensive line is sure a hell of a lot better than what the fucking Cowboys have. So I'm taking the Browns to win this. Sorry for the F-bomb. It's our podcast. We can say what we want. Um. Yeah. $10 bet on this game? Let's do it. Okay. Love it. Awesome. Okay. Let's go back to the Sunday night game. 
and do our player prop bets, which I am just absolutely kicking the shit out of you on. Uh, do you want <laughs> me to go first on these so you can decide on if you want to go opposite as, of me? I just don't think you should be able to pick the same as me. Uh, Big Ben, 313 passing yards. Over. I also am going over. Big Ben is ruining my whoops uh, is ruining my uh, take that I had at the start of the year about Matt Ryan leading the league in pass pass attempts because Big Ben has taken over that spot last week. So unfortunately, he's, back. he's got a healthy elbow in a relationship with the Lord. He's ready to sling that puppy. Yep. Uh, James Conner, 52 rushing yards over. <laughs> God damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> over. Yeah. Same. Perfect. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 70 receiving yards. Under. I'm taking over. Um, Josh Allen, 255 passing yards. Over. Uh, I'll also take the over here. Uh, Devin Singletary, uh, 48 rushing yards. Uh, he seemed to be the lead back. He's been playing well, actually. I'm going to take him on the over here. Okay. I'm going to take the under on that one. Uh, and Stephon Diggs, 86 receiving yards. Um, I'm actually going to take the under. The The Steelers' defense is too good. They know that the ball is going to go to him in certain situations, and they're going to force Josh Allen to dump it elsewhere, and he's going to be able to do that, which is why I think he goes over on the passing yards. I just think it's going to be hard for Diggs to just continue to get targets against this defense. I'm actually going to take the over there. So I think that as weird it is, as it is, they may – they may know that they can't completely stop Stefan Diggs, and it might be like, maybe we should stop Cole Beasley, who has been amazing lately. And I think that once he started doing well is when Josh Allen got back on track. Yep. So, all right, so we have three differences. Yes, we have three differences. Deontay Johnson, you went under, I went over. Devin Singletary, I went under, you went over. And then Stefan Diggs, I went over, you went under. So those are the three. So could could catch up three on me, or I could just get a bigger lead on you. So we'll see how it goes. Cool. Um, anything else you're excited for this weekend? Uh, that ten dollars I'm about to win. Yep. Yep. God, I'm gonna just like I honestly might feel bad like if I'm taking money from you. <laughs> okay. I'll probably I'll probably just hold it against you and like make, you can keep your ten dollars. Go buy. Go buy Matt or Mello an extra gift for $10. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, <laughs> hey, I hope everybody who's in the fantasy playoffs has a good weekend. I hope you guys all win. Uh, I know I'm excited for it, and I'm just excited for some more football. It's starting to get into that time, especially with seven teams in the playoffs. Like The playoff race is just that much better right now. Most definitely. Like I'm, I'm pumped for it. I can't wait. It's going to be an enjoyable weekend. I don't think I'm going anywhere, so it's going to be nice to just sit down and watch football again and not be out on the road. So everyone that's listening, thank you. Again, we appreciate it. As Tree said, good luck in your fantasy football playoffs. Most of them are starting this week. Have you guys self a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time. Tonight we've been talking football. <laughs>